Hey everybody, this is Brad Williams and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see him for who he is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Hey everyone, welcome to the B4 Podcast. My name is Alex. And I am Ashley. And today we have... Pastor Brad. Hey, how you guys doing? Back. Doing good, Brad. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, we thought as we are starting off the new year, it would be nice to have you here and ask a couple questions just about 2020, what you're looking forward to in 2021. Yeah. And you've not seen these questions yet. Yeah. No. So this is all very candid. Yeah, this is, is a surprise interview, which yeah, I actually said, <laughs> I don't want to see the questions. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Just throw them yes. at me and we'll yeah. see what happens. And, I'm hoping so. So yeah. I was thinking about the last year and I remembered that your family has kind of had a crazy last 12 months. Yeah. So can you give us in like couple minutes or less, everything that's changed for your family in the last year. I think everything has changed for my family in the last yeah. year. Yeah, so um, yeah, so that'd be a good way to talk about it. Yeah. It's been, been so interesting. You know, I mean, Sherry and I even were talking this last week, we said, we were talking about our house and some mm-hmm. things that like trying to get some stuff organized. And then we had a moment where we stopped and we said, we never intended on our children living with us. Like we moved mm-hmm. here with, um, you know, a daughter that was away at school, right. another daughter that was married and they lived independently. And then our old, our youngest daughter was going to not, she was going to stay in Spokane, finish yeah. co- finish high school and then go to college. So we were like empty nest. <clears throat> we yeah. were thinking we were empty nesting. Yeah. And there's a part of that, that I was grieving, you know, coming sure. into this assignment. And I thought I, all of a sudden it was upon me. Like we, I didn't mean to empty nest that fast, <laughs> but, um, but that's where we were. And then we just had this moment where like, we never imagined this. So there's been so much change, um, you know, watching our kids. It's, it's been really cool to watch like our kids um, really find God's direction for their lives during this season and to really be, I think, more intimate in, in each other's lives than we were. And so there's been some really beautiful, good things, but not what we expected at all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then there's just other things. My wife's business, uh, which, you know, has been growing over the past five years. Yeah. Uh, people don't buy and sell companies during a pandemic. And so we've been <laughs> so dealing much. with that for her, sure. you know, trying to figure out what that looks like for her moving forward and her and her business partner working through those things. Uh, and then obviously living in a new place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been strange because we thought we're going to live in this new place and find all these fun new things. We were so <laughs> looking forward to being in Portland. We've loved, you know, Beaverton, Hillsborough, mm-hmm. Portland for so many years. And we we're like, we finally get to live here. And then, you know, we've been in in this in these yeah. circumstances. So there's all of those sorts of things that have gone on. And um, yeah, yeah, that's that's like a snapshot. I mean, they're really lots of categories. Just about everything changed for us. Yeah, you guys have gone through a lot. Yeah, I mean, everyone has gone through a lot, but you had the addition of moving and all that stuff. Yeah, and there was a season for you even when in the transition in the move where you were here by yourself. Yeah, yeah. your family still had to move here as well. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people probably know that, but some probably don't. That mm-hmm. you know, I spent my first you know five months here um, living by myself. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. longest I'd actually lived by myself. I always <laughs> yeah. had a roommate with my parents or was married. You right. know. So I spent that longest season, you know, yeah. me and my chocolate lab. Mm-hmm. And then um, when my family did move down, it literally was the week that everything shut yeah. down. So oh, that was when that. I moved yeah. here was was that week. And so and that's been tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I my wife's not here to comment about this, but sure. to watch her move to a city mm-hmm. and not have the place to cultivate relationships mm-hmm. and for us to not be in that place. In some ways that's been sweet because sure. we've been able to spend time talking and being together without the pressures of, you know, there's a dinner appointment every night. But yeah. the other side of that is, you know, we just haven't had, 
we haven't had those relationships right. and it's been really complicated, you right. know, and, yeah. and her world has been very small from mm-hmm. a place sure. where we were very well known and very much a part of the community right. to right. a place where we've had a very isolated life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. uh, what are some unexpected, like good things for you or for your family that have come out of the last 12 months of maybe some of that more intentional family time or the quarantine period where we're all kind of a little bit isolated, but they're, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's so many things from from little small things that I've I've watched change. I found myself pretty early in the quarantine when we would gather on the dinner table. Mm. Um, the prayers that I prayed before dinner they took on an authenticity and a depth that, you know, when you're praying with your family for dinner over all these sure. years and teenagers and high school activities yeah. and running around, just sometimes you just it. you just yeah. pray and you know it's. Um, but finding myself just gathering my family around a table to pray and there was like a sincerity. So from the smallest thing all the way to deep conversations and mm-hmm. life-shaping stuff that I think had we not been in this season, I can see where our our family, there's decisions that would have been radically different mm. if we wouldn't have been there. So the opportunity to talk about to talk about direction for life. Um, there's been an opportunity for Sherry and I to be really authentic with our kids in a way that the busyness of life previous to this, sure. it was easy to not have the conversations, but now for them to hear even more of our story or our struggles or for me to be transparent with my kids and say, hey, this is something I wrestle with. And mm. you know, our life was busy enough before that um, I don't know that there was always the opportunity to do that. So mm-hmm. I think our kids have gotten to know us better. Um, I don't know yeah. if they appreciate that or not, but um, <laughs> yeah. they might wish they, they didn't know you as well. Yeah, exactly. They've, they've gotten to really know us at a, at a deep level, but we've bonded as a family in a very deep way. Mm-hmm. And we've had conflicts that we've worked through and we've had to work through those things in ways that we couldn't have just distracted ourselves. Cause unfortunately we're locked in this house right. together, you know, right. all of those sorts of things have happened. Um, and then I think also in addition to that, I think my kids watching me navigate an environment where I'm the new guy yeah. mm-hmm. and my kids have grown up in an environment where I was the pastor of the church that everybody respected and they kind of knew what it was like for dad to be the guy that, sure. well, my dad's this person. Right. And then to be in a place where it's like, oh, our dad's the new guy now. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, That's been interesting for them to watch yeah. and kind of grow through that season and, yeah. and seeing us in that spot. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. But it's been good on so many levels. I mean, we've been able to evaluate and I think that's part of what this season's been able to create is space to evaluate life and mm-hmm. to stop and go, what are we doing? So I'd say even on a personal level out of this, se- out of this season, um, I have run at a really fast pace for the last seven years of my life. And when this pandemic first hit, I kept feeling these anxious feelings that would well up inside of me and I didn't know what to do with them. And it wasn't until really just a month or two ago that I started mm-hmm. to realize that part of that was almost like a withdrawal that I've been able to move and and do so many different activities, engage so many things within the church and outside the church and denominationally mm. and all of these things that I never had had to deal with stuff in my own sure. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then when I start to slow down, I was like, well, I don't want to deal with this. I just want to stay busy. So put me on, put me <laughs> on another plane. Sure. Let sure. me go speak at another place. Let me go right. train another group of people and I can avoid dealing with this stuff. And so on a very, very personal level, I've had to right. deal with some stuff. Sure. I've had to, yeah. I've had to actually sit in some of my pain and evaluate some of my past and make some changes. Yeah. And, that, and that even in, in the last four weeks, still yeah. stopping to say, what do I right. want to be different in the, in the yeah. years ahead? And, mm-hmm. um, and I've, I had to stop and identify. I mean, this, yeah. is, this has been a season when I was able to look back and say, well, when did this begin? And I, yeah. Sherry and I were on a walk recently and I said, 2013. And she said, what's that? And I said, that was the year that there was some fundamental shifts that mm. I began some habits. I stopped some habits. I began right. some habits. I started right. thinking ways. I started doing things, got busy, 
that led to where I am. And uh, mm. then there's that sudden realization that that was seven years ago. Yeah, I was mm. going to say, either almost on a sabbatical. Yeah. I even <laughs> had a point. conversation with, I had a conversation with my son-in-law about it. And I, I told mm. him this, I was just really open. And he said, that means the entire time I've known you, you've not been the best <laughs> version. Cause I said, right. I don't, I have not been the mm. best ver- version of myself since 2013. And he yeah. said, that's incredible. That's as long as I've known you. And I wow. said, yeah. He said, so the best is yet to come. <laughs> so right? the best is yet to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. And you might've answered this question in what you just said, but what personally was the hardest thing for you in this last 12 month period? Oh yeah. And that, that for me wouldn't be the pandemic. Um, I think that mm. it's been more of a leadership challenge. Yeah. Um, I think being an environment, I wasn't prepared. I, I've been a, I, and I'm not saying this for those of you that are listening, this is not like an overarching statement um, <laughs> about how I felt, but I haven't had to earn trust yeah. In a really long time, I've always been. Yeah. Tr- I've been trusted by our denomination. Sure, I've been trusted by people in the church. I've been, I've been a person who was able to operate from a right. place of credibility. Right, and I think I had forgotten what it's like to be in a place where you don't have trust, right. where you don't have just built-in credibility. You don't right. have a reputation that precedes you. And, and so, right. being in an environment where, again, this is not a critique of our church or anything else. But being in an environment where people might hear me say something right. and not have a context in mm-hmm. which right. to place that. And sure. so they just try drawing conclusions. And so I get emails or letters right. or questions of what does this mean? And and for me, I've always been able to operate out of a body of understanding that there's right. sort of this foundation. So if I right. said something, people would go, oh, I get him because sure. I know him and who he is. Yeah. Surprisingly, I think that's been my biggest yeah. challenge from this past year is is that aspect. Pastor Randy used to say here that we traffic in the currency of trust. Right. And, um, you know, the the mission of God moves through relational lines. It's yep. a line that I've heard you say many times. That's hard to do when you're the new guy in a new city with yeah. a completely new reputation. Yeah. You have to start over. It's like you're pulling from over a decade of experience when mm-hmm. you, um, you know, restarted the church in Spokane. Yeah. And now you're having to go through those motions all over again when we have to be distant from each other. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had 17 years in Spokane. Right. um, In two different stints, but largely in the exact same neighborhood, the exact same community, exact same people. So that was huge. Mm -hmm. And then then here's something that's also true about B4, which has always been true about B4, and that's that this church has been largely pastored through the pulpit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then you get- Right, twelve weeks into this, <laughs> and someone takes the pulpit and puts a camera in front of you, yeah. yes. and and naturally, I mean, we all are used to seeing characters on a screen, sure, mm-hmm. and we take a character on a screen as a character on a screen. But because of our movie industry or TV sure. industry, we don't really think about those being real people. No, often yeah. we think they're actors, right? Exactly, yeah. which is easy to read that on top yeah. of something like yeah. online church. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you see me on a screen, and and and, it, and there isn't a natural thing that says, oh, there's a person that has this because our, we've been we've been right. sort of trained that this is just content being delivered through mm-hmm. a medium right. rather than a person who who holds this. So so I think those are all those are all challenges that we've yeah. had to face. Yeah. Yeah, the lack of interaction in this mm-hmm. time on top of being new, I feel like anybody anybody that's moved in the last 12 months, I yeah. feel bad for of just it takes a year to get used to just that and yep. then add on to that congregation. And all yeah. That and too. you know, in, in addition to that, I think kind of a secondary piece of that is even in pastoral ministry, we, we sort of have navigational beacons that we utilize sure. to sort of, and, and this happens in any business, any organization, anywhere, yeah. you sort of have cues that you take that help guide you where you're going. Mm-hmm. And in this, in, in one of the big ones for me as a pastor is when I'm in a room full of people, I get a sense of what God's doing among us. Sure. And, 
and I can shift and nuance and move, and I I feel through what is a spiritual reality where God's people are and where we need to go. So when you remove that navigational beacon, and now I just am sort of speaking into uh, the air and not knowing. And so, so there is, there's this like open loop feedback that I think is supposed to be a part of the kingdom of God where pastors and shepherds are in tune with the sheep. And now all of a sudden I'm speaking to the sheep, but, but I can't see them. Yeah. There's this there's this part for me where that's been really really difficult. I'm laughing cuz I'm remembering all the early times of recording when <laughs> we would stop 17 20 times and just be like is this making sense? Is it <laughs> right. is it fitting? Is it even connecting because there's no way to know and feel if there's people on the other side of that right. camera. It took a long time to get used to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and from a leadership standpoint as well, you yeah. know, it's like where where are folks, you know, and right. you kind of forget and um, so seeing people's faces is such a huge thing. Yeah, oh, so, so glad. Even yeah. if we can only see their eyes. Right, <laughs> right. Um, what are some of the big lessons that you feel like God has taught you in the last year? I think He's still teaching. You know, one of the big ones is to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and I don't, I don't I think a lot of people are learning that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I've been moving at such a fast pace for so long. You know, I might have shared this at the beginning of the pandemic, but there was one particular day. We were probably three or four weeks into this, and I was just praying over our city. And I, I was, I'd driven up uh, on the hills, kind of the west hills, kind of overlooking Beaverton, and I was mm. praying for our city and I was praying for God's healing. And I was prompted in that moment. I said, "Lord, heal us." But then I, for whatever reason, I said, "But not until don't don't solve this until you've done what you need to do." And right. I just there was this moment of submission, and then. Um, Within seconds, I actually said, including in me. Mm. So by the way, if this thing has gone on too long, it's probably my fault because maybe there's <laughs> still lessons to learn. Yeah, you can blame well, me for Well, we can this. at least blame you for it, yeah, whether it's your fault or not. not <laughs> yeah, so my posture from the very beginning has yeah. been to lean into this, to lean right. in and say, what are the lessons to be learned? So, you know, one of the big ones has been, um, has been just simply slow down. Yeah, there's been identity lessons um, where I find my identity, where I find my approval. Uh, when you stand before thousands of people, and um, that becomes a part of your life, and then that's taken away, mm-hmm. um, that's rooted. That that gets very very quickly. You start to decide: Do I find my validation in the approval of men or the approval sure. of God? So, sure. um, so those have been significant lessons in this process. Um, the importance of my family. Mm. And if I don't do that well, I have dropped the first priority of ministry that God gave me. Yeah. That's been a huge lesson in this. Um, those are the probably the big three is is my is slow down, where do I find my identity? Mm. And then the priority of my family. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. For sure. Um, are there any practices, books, podcasts, movies, shows, et cetera, that you found helpful or super inspiring? Actually, so this is really interesting. You asked that question and I, now I wish I would have seen these questions beforehand. Um, because hey, you told me not to go. Yeah, because I think one of the things I came to realize is that I quit reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quit reading a few years ago. I mean, occasionally, obviously I get a book and, and um, but I've been so busy that uh, the pile of books has been piling up. And even my capacity or desire to sit sure. down and, and consume material, I'd had a conversation with Pastor Steve Mitchell early on in this, and I was telling him some things I was feeling. And he said, Brad, you sound like you're burned out. Mm. Because I was talking about the lack of desire I had for more mm-hmm. information, which I've always been a learner. I've right. always wanted right. more information. Um, so ironically, Ashley, I think during this season, I came to realize something was broken because even on what I would call the snow days, you know, the days where we were locked mm-hmm. down and really couldn't do anything, 
the thought of grabbing a book and reading, which is what I desired when I grabbed the book, I just didn't, I couldn't get yeah. there. I just couldn't mm-hmm. get to read. So, um, so this season, it wasn't until just really recently that I found myself kind of voraciously picking up things and starting to read again and, and starting to really dive into some, some good stuff, which is strange for me. That's not normal. I, I think that's comforting though, because I think a lot of people have that experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's this subtle <laughs> thing going on out there and it's this acute anxiety that we're all dealing right. with in different ways. And so sometimes our natural inclination to want to learn more, fill our head with more of what's going on, we kind of want to push that away. So I think in some ways it's actually good to hear that. Yeah. So Yeah, and, and the other thing is that God used some strange things to yes. inspire me. Um <laughs> this uh, you know, this is a time for us to be really honest. The yeah. documentary The on, Last Dance. The Last Dance. I know. By we talked about that. That was so funny. Yeah. I hate basketball, but I liked that. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> Last Dance um really sharpened some things and drew some things to my attention. Yeah. So I was, you know, late at night by myself watching this documentary about right. Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. And I realized that I'm a person that's always been striving for excellence and I had really settled into mediocrity. And so there are some things God used during this season, but yeah, helpful podcast. I wouldn't say the last dance, but it actually ended up being something that God used in this yeah, season. So there were strange things like Tiger that. King? Yeah, have never seen the Tiger King. Don't, yeah, I, yeah. We could do a spinoff, you know, podcast. King? No, on the last dance. I I've yeah. never seen Tiger King. Yeah. Okay. Right. I don't want to be a part We'll leave you out on that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then there's other things that God's used. Um, nature. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the reasons I love the Northwest and love where we live is I love the outdoors. And so being able to go walk a trail and let God speak to me. And I've had to do that during this season is just mm-hmm. go be in the woods and let, you know, so I've been on the, the trails of Forest Park and mm-hmm. just found myself stopping and standing and staring and letting God speak through his creation and remind me of those things. So there are some practices like that that became much more regular. And uh, yeah, it, it's it been interesting to, <laughs> say, the to say the least. Yes. Yeah. It's for been real. unprecedented. Unprecedented. Thank you for using that how, word one more question, time. Question though, how, how long, when something has been unprecedented for this long, yeah. does it just become precedented now? Absolutely. Right, it definitely is precedented now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we reached that point. Um, I feel like I remember last year when you did the Soul Care series, mm-hmm. You talking a little bit at the beginning about how you kind of like to get recentered at the yeah. beginning of the year. Yeah. So, what does that process normally look like for you as we're here at the beginning of 2021? And mm-hmm. what, how has that process changed for you after the unprecedented year that we've just gone through? Or yeah. Has so, it? yeah, no, actually, so I did something a little bit different this year, and I and I really this is. I, typically, what I do is I write goals. You know, mm-hmm. hey, here's the categories. I have a few categories in my life, and I write goals. Here's what I want to do for the year. And, uh, and then we just see whether or not I achieve them or not, which usually the answer is I don't. Um, but <laughs> it this makes year, a lot of people feel better. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah, it is. It does. But I, I, this year I, um, I did something really different. I actually, um, gave several categories titles and then I began writing, um, a paragraph for each one of those categories of my life mm-hmm. of what, what I, what that should look like, what that should be, like what would be the characteristics if my life was, what I wanted it to be in each one of those. And so I just began writing out and saying, okay, like in this particular place, what would that be? And Are I Are there any of those, those you can share with us? Um, yeah, give us some examples. You know, off the top of my head, I'm not going to, I just- no, I don't <laughs> need verbatim, just yeah. a concept for people because I think people are still, yeah, it's helpful. They're still figuring out how to approach this year differently, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. I mean, this is an interesting question because I don't, I want to give you an example. And so I could use, I could use like the most basic one. So one of Do the it. categories is my, is, is stewardship. 
Mm-hmm. And what does it look like for me to steward everything that God gives me? Right. And so to write a paragraph on stewardship and saying, well, yeah. it would look like these things. Sure, if I'm being sure. a good steward with the finances that God's given me, with the physical body God's given me, mm-hmm. um, if if it looks like I'm a good steward with my time, right. mm-hmm. this is what those things look like. Right. And so I actually just wrote it from a positive and sure. I hate to use one that's just so basic because no, there's no, no, so no, much no, there's so much it's deeper ones. Though. Yeah. But but I just use that basic framework to say, what would a life look like sure. that is stewarding all of these things well? Right. And it would look like this. Yeah, you could theoretically do that with relationships. And it, what would this look like if my family were this way? Yeah. And it becomes yeah. something aspirational for you to work towards. Almost like yeah. a mission statement for that particular yeah. area. Of yeah, your life. exactly. And so and and what I wanted to do was really start with just the positive instead of shaming myself for what I didn't <laughs> do this last year, which all of us could. All of yes. us could say, you know, we ate too many right. whatever's this last year. What you know, all these we spent money on, you know, like Amazon I'm, got a lot of my money. Yeah, yeah. I bought a smoker <laughs> this year and then I read a book on why I shouldn't eat as much meat and now I've got this smoker <laughs> that I'm not using. You, you can know, smoke you got, vegetables. Yeah. You got all these yeah. things. So so I took the paragraph and then I actually let it marinate for like yeah. two or three days. I just let that marinate and I kept reading the paragraphs and kept reading them, kept reading them. Um, I did another, some other reflection then. Then I spent some time after, I guess it was after two days, I went and evaluated and just said, how are you doing in each of those? Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? Like what? And so I, I wrote a little bit more in each of those categories. Again, just kind of some evaluation of, okay, where do you think you were in that? And then I did something I've never done. I wrote 21 statements for 2021 that I'm reading mm. for the first 21 days. Mm that are a reflection of those paragraphs and things that I felt oh. like the stuff that was kind of being spoken to me would would kind of define my thinking. Yeah. Like, what are these things? And they're really, they're really, some of them are funny. Uh, some of them I laughed as I wrote them out. Um, some of them are things that I knew years ago, but I needed to be reminded of. And, uh, and so I've got those 21 things yeah. that I'm just reading every single day right now. And that's kind of been the way I'm starting. And so rather than saying, hey, I want to weigh this mm-hmm. by this date, which I'm a, I'm obsessed with, you know, like trying sure, to lose yeah, weight goals, every year. Sure, yeah, goals, numbers, sets, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my statement was, um, if you're fit, you're not fat. <laughs> That's and, fun. Yeah. <laughs> and and catchy. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't a thing of saying, hey, here's this thing. It's like, hey, right. if you're fit, you're not fat. So right. drop right. some weight, dude. Right. That's and that fits within stewardship of your yes, body. Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And yeah. it doesn't have the same like number quantifiable thing. It's yeah. off the opposite also being true then. Like if I feel like I'm fit, then I should not shame myself to thinking yeah, that sure. I'm fat. Yeah. So like a food related one. I wrote, um, I wrote, uh, eat what you love, but learn to love what's good for you. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Those kinds of things. Uh, I, wrote, I wrote one for my marriage and my wife hasn't heard this and I don't think she listens to the podcast. So but <laughs> yeah, we're going to get her. But, but I wrote this one. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote, love your wife like you met her last week. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's just something I'm reminding myself sure. just to love her like I met her last week. Right. And that's just enough. I know some people say, well, it's deeper. It's more, yeah, more yeah, complex. Yeah, yeah. It's but, like, no, no, no. But there's a, there's there's a an, passion you know, there. There's an attention. Yeah. There's and an attention. you know what you mean in that yeah. too, yeah. which is important. These are yeah. not for other, thank you for sharing them, but it's not like right. public consumption. Right. You know what they not mean for you. No, and people can write their own. Yeah. They mean them for themselves. Yeah, another yeah. one. You guys want a couple more? Sure, go Self-care for it. isn't selfish. It makes you the best version of yourself. These for are others. tweetable, by the way. Yeah. I know no, you're not big on the tweeting space. But. I know. I know. Yeah. Readers are leaders and leaders are readers. I like that one. That's a good there one. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So just a bunch of those things that I just, so I so took those paragraphs and said, okay, because what I've really been passionate about, and we're going to hear this in the next couple of weeks through our messages in the Shema series. What I've been passionate about is this idea that my habits form my decisions mm-hmm. and and my desires. And my desires really shape 
I should say that other, my desires shape my decisions and my attitudes and my decisions and my attitudes shape my life. Yeah. And so part of those statements was really addressing the habits and recognizing that that paragraph I wrote is, is an outcome from the right habits in my life. Mm-hmm. That if I'm developing and, and cultivating these habits, I'm a lot more likely to get there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. What are you most looking forward to in 2021? And that can be personal thing. Yeah. However you want to take that question. Wow. You know, I, I like my categories. I just talked about that. Um, <laughs> from a from a standpoint of just the kingdom of God and the church, yeah. I, I believe wholeheartedly that God is doing something in this season. Hmm. And I think we are on the verge of probably one of the most authentic expressions of Christianity that America hmm. has seen in a really long time. Yeah, I think we are on the verge of a spiritual awakening. Uh, because I truly believe that we've been stripped of all of the distractions and mm-hmm. uh, all of the idolatries. And I think even right now what's happening politically in our right. country, our, kind of our final idols are being t- toppled mm-hmm. before yeah. us of like what yeah. really matters in this life. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just really looking forward to the movement of God during this season. So that I think that's my first one is that right now, every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, like what's God yeah, doing? There, there's today. a real lightness to me right now too. Yeah. There was a heaviness through a lot of last year. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. And there's just a lightness where I just see God moving and working. So... That's the first thing that I'm excited about. Um, secondly, my wife and I celebrate our 25th anniversary wow. this year. So 25 years, guys. Way to go. Yeah, 25 years. And uh, and I'm excited. Our, our Foursquare convention is in San Antonio. And the other day I was just thinking through like, it always happens on our anniversary. And so I was oh, like, okay, what are we going to do? San Antonio is a Riverwalk. City. Riverwalk, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to go down yeah, there and maybe too. go to Austin and kind of spend Have some time. Have you been time. to San Antonio? Never. Oh, man. It's, oh, a great, it's, it's a, a great cool city. city. It's a really great city. Nope. Last yeah. time I was in Texas was in college. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, here you go. Yeah. You will yeah, like San Antonio. It yeah. has a romantic vibe. So it's right. kind of perfect like for it. a skipping session and going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm looking forward to that stuff. You know, so there's yeah. little things like that. Um, I, I think I think as, as things begin to reopen, and I think they will this year quite yeah. a bit more, uh, I think we're looking forward to just being more a part of the community here. One yeah. of the things that for the last 17 years I've been a part of, I mean, I was personal friends with the current mayor in Spokane and, sure. you know, the having relationships with restaurant owners mm-hmm. and, you know, police officers and all those sorts of things. Like we've always been a deep part of our community, the schools, we've been huge in, in helping schools um, do things. So, so I think being able to start integrating yeah. into our community, that's the other thing for us is like, we've been living in this little Island, you know, of a house sure. that we <laughs> kind of pop over to right. before and then we kind of go back yeah. with very right. little else. So I love, um, and I think, I hope everyone listening to this understands when I say this, I really love people that are far from Jesus. And in this season, it's been hard to cultivate those friendships and those relationships and and really um, be in that space. And so that's something also I'm really stoked about. That's awesome. Um, Last question for you, and it's very open-ended, which is, is there anything like a word of encouragement or anything like that that you'd like to say to our congregation as we enter into this next season of 2021 and this next season as a church. Yeah. Is there, is there, I mean, there's a lots of things I'd like to say. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think the biggest thing is that we, um, as a church, I just see God doing amazing things through us. Yeah. And, um, I, and maybe this isn't the place to share this, but I'm going to share it that yeah. this week I heard the story of somebody who doesn't know Jesus and doesn't go to church who donated money to us because when they thought, yeah that they wanted to make a difference with their dollars, that we were the best place to give them. And that right there is like a landmark moment for me. That's a, that's sort of a milestone that when the local church has that kind of reputation in its city, 
that's un- that's that's unprecedented. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. unprecedented. Yeah. Right? That's a good use of that word. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> so when when you hear about that, um, I think it tells you that our church is doing amazing things Mm -hmm. and God has assembled a great team. His hand of favor is on us. It's really evident. And so I just want to encourage all of you listening today that um, what God's doing here is really great and and really beautiful. And I'm grateful that you're a part of this. And I hope that in the days ahead, you continue to just join us in the renewal of all things and renewing what God is doing in our city and and participating with us in all of this. So uh, that's what I think I'd encourage you the most with is know that God's doing good stuff and you get to be a part of it. Yeah. It's That's a good so encouragement. Good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, man, thanks for joining yeah. us. And, Thank you, uh, guys. Yes. Yeah. On a regular basis, on. we're going to have you coming in, and we're going to shock you and surprise you. I like it. With <laughs> the content. It's my favorite stuff. Right. So, you're just going to have to show yeah. up and figure it out. I love so, it. We're excited to have you, man. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for listening to us today. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, we would encourage you to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and or YouTube. Um, also, if you enjoy the stuff that we do, we have a Lent devotional that will be coming out starting on February 11th is when you can pick them up either when you're here for service or if you want to stop by the office. We would love to have you be a part of that 40-day journey leading up to Easter, and we're super excited about it. If you think this would be encouraging to somebody in your life, please share this podcast episode with them and we hope to see you next week. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. You can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at b4church. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.